Hello, good uh, morning or afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. This is Joe Cameron from Red Main Group. It's our halfway hut, uh, and here's Julian. Say good morning, Julian. Good morning. Uh, what a beautiful sunny day it is as well it in is the UK. Thank there. goodness the sun's out. It's a bit windy. But nonetheless, you've got a busy day. So let's crack on today. We're talking about intuition and instinct, aren't we? Yeah. So um, who would you say is one of the most intuitive golfers of all time? Without question, Seve. Yeah. Seve Ballesteros. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He could play shots and, and use his intuition from anywhere. How do you know that he was using his intuition? What makes you say that? Because you didn't... instantly knew the answer to my question, didn't you? But... Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really know I just kind of know <laughs> and is that intuition well it is yeah but if you were looking at an intuitive person versus a non-intuitive person what would be the difference Faldo right Nick Faldo bit mechanical bit methodical right would that be right I would oh, think yeah, I would absolutely and, say so yeah. uh, and didn't really he probably did use it but it didn't look as obvious yeah so an intuitive person would probably look a bit more flowy yeah. A bit more relaxed, a bit more in the, zone. in the zone. More artistic almost. Yeah. Really. Flair. Yeah, flair is a great word. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So there was a real difference between um, Seve and Faldo. Yeah. yeah. He was, um, I'm not going to say he was a numbers man, did it by numbers, mm. but he was more that way. Yeah. And Seve was kind of fly by the seat of his pants type person. And right. always seemed to play better the more trouble he was in. Okay, so Faldo was known to be a bit more of an analytical yeah, player, was Yeah, I would say he? so, yeah. He, he kind of took it to another level uh, yeah. and started to do really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but, he, yeah, he was very methodical about what he was doing and um, right. Seve seemed to be a little bit more flamboyant, really. So you think from your perspective, um, having played lots of golf in your time as well, yeah. how do you know when you're playing an intuitive shot as a non-intuitive the times when you really do it mm. are when you're in probably in an awkward situation. Mm. So say you could be under trees and you've got to hit a low shot that's got to bend a little bit. You kind of just do it. Mm. And you don't quite know how you've done it. You've right. just done it. Uh, and I would say, you know, through the research you've done, is it that's intuitive. Yeah, it is. Do you know what I found really interesting about um, intuition? is that um, often people say that that's related to our gut, you know, the gut feeling yeah. um, that you can tell. Well, this is what I've um, discovered about intuition, which I think is really fascinating. Because apparently when you're relying on your intuition, you get this sense of knowing, but there's no emotion attached to it. So yeah. it's sort of yeah, an yeah. emotionally neutral place to be. So it's not either positive or negative, so it's not excited or it's not fearful. It's a neutral emotional basis from which it comes from your intuition yeah i like that i often when i'm coaching before a person has even played the shot yeah i can almost tell you what the shot's going to do mm. before they've even done it and i don't quite know how i do it and i would also almost say it's like my gut instinct but you just know yeah i think um, for you, well the, the other the other thing about intuition is um it comes from um, the past, your past experiences, right. your present environment and your personal needs. That would make a lot of sense. So if, like, for example, you've been coaching golfers for donkey's years, yeah. you've got a really high-trained high intuition about what would be a good shot versus what would be um, something that's not And what kind good. of makes it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you, because you know. Well, yeah, you do you know, know because you've been doing it for donkey's years. I mean, if you look at, like, um, a tennis player, for example, you sort of sometimes get a knowing about whether they're going to hit a good or a bad shot, don't they? You go, yeah, like, definitely. I know he's going to win or I know he's going to lose or she's going to play particularly well. You can sort of just tell, can't you? Because of the flow. Um, it's a bit like the head and the heart thing. Okay. 
Yeah, because you know, yeah, so. they, they say sometimes your, your heart's faster than your brain, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll come on to that in a minute. Cool. So um, what do you think about, um, like, golfers that overthink things then? Well, you asked, you, you asked not, me earlier. You're what, not intuitive when, you, uh, when you're thinking about it. When you're about, overthinking, yeah. 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 You asked me earlier how, how many golfers overthink. I would go and say probably all of them <laughs> on every shot. <laughs> um, there's not right. that many people that probably aren't thinking too much. Yeah. Uh, and the ones who are probably playing the best golf. Right. Is, there a, is there an interesting statistic or something? Was it no, I, I, in... I, couldn't really, I couldn't really tell you, but they, they you know, I'm going to put a, a figure on it. I'm going to say 90% of golfers mm. overthink. Right. Um, so, and the way that we coach, we try mm. to take that away. Yeah. Well, that's the, that is the, the, the basis of the easy swing in golf, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like, take yeah. the tension off, and find your own swing, stop measuring yourself against somebody else. Because as soon as you start measuring yourself against yeah. somebody else, um, you're going to... Um, you know, come out of your intuitive mode. But, um, but yeah, so this thing about the gut reaction as well is um, that they reckon your gut is your second brain. That because there's this, there's this super highway between your gut and your brain, and it's called the gut-brain axis. So if you oh, think about right, it, okay. if, you, if your tummy's rumbling, it's telling you to eat. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. So what you've got to do is learn to understand the feelings that you get in your gut and how to interpret it. Yes. Trust, and trust it. Yeah, most of the time. The other challenge is about your gut is that um, there's a whole bunch of research now that says, um, you know, your gut really is driving you. So you've got to keep it healthy because mm. it governs your immune system, so it keeps you well, it keeps you healthy. The difficulty is now, especially in corporate land, is that a lot of people that really damage their gut through stress. Yeah. By eating the wrong things, by rushing around, you know, eating on the move. We've got a lot of digestive issues. So if your gut's not functioning very well... It's going to be difficult to trust it all the time. Yeah. Apparently, last night there was a good uh, program on uh, the the truth about stress. Right. I didn't get to see it, but uh, apparently so that was quite a good one. Yeah, it, yeah. Worth, I think it was on BBC One. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe check worth checking it out. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the interesting thing is that there's a whole bunch of books now written on the gut, and one is actually just called Gut. Right. Um. So I've read quite a lot of it, but quite a lot of it was talking about um toilet arrangements. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're not sure you want to be reading that I put it down a bit. I put it down a bit. So that's the uh, cut to the chase, is when you're um, in your intuitive zone, there's no emotion to it. Right, and trust it. Yeah. But you trust it if there's no emotion attached to it. Right, okay. So if there's an emotion attached to it, that's not your gut working, that's not your intuition. Right. You know, because I used to think, like, say if you got really excited about something, then that was trusting your gut and that would tell you to go forward. Not, Actually, not as always. soon as you start to feel any emotion about it, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not using your intuition. intuition. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. So it's a bit like knowing. It's a bit like when I met you, really. From the <laughs> instant I saw you, I knew that you were the right one without even thinking about it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you felt the same. But perhaps if we'd done our research, we'd have gone, oh, blimey. Not really. Um, but that's that knowing feeling that you get. Yeah, yeah, knowing, yeah. yeah. So you would say intuition is knowing. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but how do you get a good intuition? Well, the bottom line is that you've got to keep practising. Yeah. You've got to keep practising. So you've got to keep practising, you've got to become more aware of what your um, gut's doing and the emotions that you're feeling. Now, um, not everybody's really very comfortable with that, are they? Because in the past, we've said that emotions are a bad thing and you shouldn't feel emotions and stuff. So you've got to get in tune with your emotions. Yeah, and, and keep them in check. Keep them in check. Yeah. Well, next week, we're at the Belfry again. 
We are. It's a tough call, isn't it, going there, really? Uh, but we're in the Balfour again, and we're covering emotional intelligence next week, part two of emotional intelligence, because yes. we covered part one earlier. And part one of emotional intelligence was about controlling your emotions and being yeah. aware of them um, in front of people if you're a leader. So it's very exciting stuff, isn't it? It is. It's really exciting. And I'll tell you when they, they tend to It's really to exciting. Oh, dear. Is that not intuitive? Oh, my <laughs> life. Stop getting over and analysing about everything. But you said there's a few people in the public eye, like Will I Am. Yeah, he, he, he really trusts his gut. Mm. Trust your gut, is oh. what he, uh, he says. And he says it's done him, it served him well over the years. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's what we do need to be doing, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do to look after your gut, then? Uh, eat healthy. <laughs> Lots of biscuits, lots of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no coffee. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh yeah, but you're all right yeah, because no, you're right really. in the fresh air all the time. So anyway, you're generally uh, good overall. How's the walking going, by the way? How many yeah, how good. many steps are you up to now? Just about twelve, thirteen thousand a day. So right. So you're in the what? The top five percent of the pocket? Uh, it's I'm um, fitter than no, I'm more mobile than ninety six point two percent of the population. Uh, <laughs> Not that I'm looking on the that. app. You're looking a bit smug about that, I must admit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what have you been up to this week then? Uh, loads of loads been happening again this week, Joe. Um, three new online clients come on from France, Australia and America, mm. which is good. So uh, I've got a bit of uh, work to do on those to, mm. to have a look at their swings and uh, tell them where we need to be going next. Mm. Um, been doing some work around the house, yeah. which has been <laughs> yeah. good. We just had this uh, intuition that it might be quite nice to make some changes to the house. So you knowing yeah. you, you just got in there. And just did it, Stuck really. it yeah. yeah. Did Commitment. a bit of painting. Commitment, yeah. And uh, it feels better. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, you wake it up and you just It fascinates me about colours and environments and stuff like that, you know. And um, if you want to change your environment, just... If you want to change the way you feel, you can change your environment, can't you? We Definitely. talked about that um, recently. But So you've had a busy week, haven't you? Yeah. I had a busy week as well. I've been there, here, there and everywhere, actually, organising our launches uh, for our new uh, venues. So we've got the launch coming up at 30th of June at the uh, Arden Coat, which is in Warwickshire. Yeah. Uh, we're at Oxfordshire two weeks today, so we'll have to change the day of our podcast from a Friday. Yeah. And um, I'm busy organising all the promotional literature of that. And I've been talking for a living as well this week. I know. I've been talking for a living, yeah. Which was amazing. I went to an awards event, uh, recognising the um, all the good that's been done in the local community, which nice. was amazing, nice. inspiring. Yeah, inspiring. and I haven't done a talk for a while, so that was nice to get back in the saddle, so get, they say, yeah, to do get, some get talking. Get back on the rostrum. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, a lot of lovely people. And one came up to me and said, "Oh, that was really good. You should do that for a living." <laughs> so if you want me to come and talk in your organisation, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, but you can find us on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Uh, I'm Joe Cameron on Twitter. Uh, we've got um, Julian Meller on Twitter as well. But he's just reminded me uh, about something that you wanted to say about your tip of the week. Tip of the week, learn yeah. to turn. Learn to learn turn. To turn. Yeah. Right, what does learn to turn mean? The stat is one in 5,000 golfers turn enough in their backswing. Ah, right. Learn to turn. Have a look on uh, the Easy Swinging Golf on my YouTube videos. There's loads of them on there learn explaining to how to turn. Right. Uh, but learn to turn, there you go. Nice that is simple. your tip. What you only think you want in five thousand golfers turns correctly? Yeah. No way. No, turns enough. Oh, turns enough, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, we always have this conversation, don't we, about what turn means? Yeah, you call it a twist, <laughs> uh, and I, I call, call it, it a, a twist. turn. And you think a turn's wrong, but it, it it's a golf it's a golf saying, so therefore it's correct. But you were taking you were laughing at me because, <laughs> like in yoga, uh, it would definitely be called a twist. But yeah. as you said, in yoga, a twist is a twist, like a rabbit pose is a rabbit pose. It's not um, a, a fish pose, is it? Absolutely. It's a rabbit. So in golf, it's called a turn. Absolutely. It's not a twist. So learn to turn. How do people learn how to turn? 
what they got to do. Have a look on the Easy Swinging Golf on YouTube, and there's loads of my videos on there, which will show you how to turn. What difference does it make? Massive. Like what? Um, you'll strike. You'll hit the ball further, right. straighter. Yeah. Less effort, and it won't hurt your body. Do you know what holds people back from not turning? Yeah. What? Their left foot, if they're right-handed. But what emotion? Uh, fear. I yes, would say. absolutely right. Yeah. Fear of doing something too much. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. That's right, what, yeah. What's on the other side of too much? Yeah. Have a go. Do you know a tip would be from a from a yoga perspective is that um, you need to try it without a golf club, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You need yeah. to practice your turning. Yeah. Um, without a golf club, just definitely. to see, gently breathe, gently stretch, see how far you can go. Move your eyes because when your eyes, eyes move, you're going to turn more, aren't You've you? Got it. Absolutely. But do it without the club. So you're not going to hurt yourself or injure yourself. But and, and do it really smoothly and slowly to start Yes, with. exactly. Because you want to turn too fast and that's when you can start to hurt yeah. yourself. So gradually So at home, do some stretching in the way that you're going to turn with your golf club. Do your yeah. stretching. Find out where your limits are. Gently breathe through it. And, uh, and see where you can get to by moving your eyes. I sound like a yoga teacher now. You do. I do. Um, but that is absolutely true. If you do it slowly, you're going to find more uh, find more space. Yeah, and, take your time. And do you know what I found from yoga? Because sometimes our yoga teacher will come around and do like um, adjustments on you, which basically means help you turn or twist more. Yeah. And when they do, you can you can go so much further than you ever thought you could. Yeah. So your body, your brain, your brain can is go. the limiter. Exactly. So yeah. when you're trying to touch your toes or something. Yeah. And you think you can't, you've just got to relax because you will definitely get more expansion than you ever thought you would. Yeah, definitely. No. Good good tip, Joe. And video like themselves. Video yourself or look in a mirror. Get some feedback. <laughs> video yourself or look in a mirror, yeah. And send it to you on there on the You can analyse their yeah, turning. Look on uh, juliemellagolfschool.co.uk and you can, uh, if you've got any questions about golf, yeah. email them to me. Yeah. Become the one in 5,000 or become the two in 5,000 yeah, that turns efficiently like. and effectively. Yeah, like. um, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. Uh, we are Red Main Group, the Halfway Hurt. I'm Joe Cameron. This is Julian Mella. If you Google us, you can find us anywhere on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or send us your questions at info at redmaingroup.com. So we hope you've enjoyed our podcast and we'll catch you again soon. Say bye. Bye. Bye.